listening to Enlivening Musings, a podcast to enhance your life so you live fully alive. Sponsored by the Pleasure Fairy app. Download it for more support. Welcome to Enlivening Musings. I'm Crystal. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to talk about the gift of vulnerability because as we had our last episode, the power of acknowledgement. So if you haven't checked that one out yet, go check it out. Um, We got really into where that goes and the concept of being vulnerable and how uncomfortable that can feel for people, being vulnerable in all kinds of roles and holding space and what it's like as a practitioner. Mm -hmm. So we are going to get right into the the great gift of being vulnerable which mm-hmm. i mean not to make you vulnerable katie but <laughs> i threw a butt in there so oh <laughs> might not mean the first part of it huh um but i know you have a whole journey i know you see, i was saying you journey on it it's been crazy wild and i just i mean i think back to like one of our first zoom meetings like back in 2020 mm-hmm. When I felt like I just think about that time and it that was even just that particular day was super hard. Like I just remember everything that went into it. It was just like a weird whole experience. I ended up like going out to my parents' house and their farm. They were out of town and like wandering around outside and like I went inside and like took a nap on their bed. Like all this like kind of weird stuff that I would never normally do. Like A, I know even normally take naps yeah same (laughs) let alone go home and do and like even when I showed up to the group that day like everyone was like noticing like this childlike look to me yeah you look like your inner child right and I it was one of the first times that I was so raw and vulnerable and felt like I was kind of so broken that I just did had no other choice but to show up that way and for so much of my life and in my profession, I had shown up in the way of just like, I don't know if it was like being in control, being an authority. I've got it all together and I got to show up a certain way. Otherwise, people are going to judge me and, and not respect me and all the different things going on in my head. And I remember afterwards, one of the people on the call reached out to me and just sent me like the nicest message about how much she appreciated it. And like kind of like loved and adored me because of it and it was so crazy because I felt kind of a lot of shame and embarrassment showing up that way and it was just it was just wild and then to like feel it continually like in groups for me to just be uncomfortable being vulnerable and then as we've gone through it and I've learned more about myself and then into the gene keys and how being myself and natural is like the key to my radiance and then have other people in our groups reflect that back to me that in those moments where I felt most vulnerable but I did it anyway they were like yeah like I just knew I needed to know you and you were so radiant and just other people in my life that have seen the change in me and they're like wow like you show up with like such a radiance and like aura now compared to when I first met you whether it's someone that met me like a year ago six months or like when we first met like three four years ago so Mm -hmm. vulnerability is powerful it's changed my life 
It is. So I love all of that. I mean, so much. Um, and I don't know, I just see it in like all of the different ways because when you're vulnerable like that and what just kind of reflecting what you experienced, you're telling other people <laughs> they get to be themselves. Yeah. And they get to be vulnerable and it releases like societal shame and fear of being ourselves and being exposed yeah. and all of that stuff. And then the area where I think about it a lot is in relationship, whether it's friendship relationship or romantic relationship and just how much it can make it so that that can flourish because yeah. each person can be themselves yeah. and show up and then be on the other side of it too. So like being able to hold space for their loved ones. And I mean, then that's something that we've experienced in all of the different circles that we're in is that mm -hmm. concept of being able to hold space and how powerful and beautiful that is. And so then being able to be on that reversed side, mm -hmm. you know, cause you've experienced that too, where it's like seeing this other person in their vulnerability and just how whoa yeah how beautiful it is yes <laughs> yeah it is and to be able to, to yeah just to be there for people in a real way oh yeah deep you're getting to the depths you're not playing superficial games yeah it's such a gift it's just so powerful and that's you know I feel like that's just kind of like some like a mission I want to share with the world is like, let's just start showing up messy. Yeah, like that was kind of my theme this year, too. And I've shared that with a few people like I'm like one day. Thank goodness I have an amazing hairdresser. And I was like, I'm running late for my appointment because I'm sitting in my car crying today. <laughs> And she was like, okay, cool. And like, I was able to go in there and she just like gave me a towel, not even a tissue and just let me like be that way. And we laughed and cried a little bit the whole session. And then and the whole session, the whole haircut. <laughs> and then our therapist, I know. And then like <laughs> the next, you know, I come back, whatever, six, eight weeks later. And, you know, she's like, I'm unwell today. And I was like, oh, you know, and so then I could just like show up for her or just you know we can show up messy in the world to places and when you're the first one doing it in the world because there's not a lot of people doing it you can tell it kind of like scares people people that aren't there like it didn't scare her because she's like done some of the work yeah. but you can tell in other places people are just like oh my god you look like you've been crying or like you're not doing okay right now, you know, and it's... You're not put together not, in our nice little box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the more we can just show up ourselves, um, yeah, it just gives everyone else permission. And then, like, then we're not in fight or flight. Let's bring this full circle. Then we're not in fight or flight all the time, holding it all together. And then we can find pleasure easier. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we get there sooner, and it's not, like, everything, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, you know, I'm like a big proponent for loving being our messy human selves because yeah. we are. Yeah. Like, I don't know where this 
I mean, we could probably psychoanalyze the entire history of all things, but where this concept of we are these neat, tidy creatures, like completely abandoning our mm, wildness and, mm, I don't know, animalistic anythingness mm -hmm. where it's like, nope. We're civilized, so well, yeah, I we have to be these kept, I don't know. Yeah. It, and it's very rigid. Right. I think it comes <laughs> back to all the things that are like buzzwords in the culture now that everyone's probably sick of hearing, but like the Puritan white body, right? I yeah. mean, it all, like, I feel like a lot of it ties into that of like just like you said, the rigidity of our bodies and not being able to express like a lot of it, like culturally in our country and in the Midwest, I think a lot of it comes down to that. Mm -hmm. I'm just having it. I mean, I think of my, you know, even my dear like grandmother who I love, it's her birthday today Yay. as we're recording this, but you know, even just how important it was for her to be seen a certain way, you mm -hmm. know? Oh, yeah. And especially in that generation and, um, you know, just little things she would, you know, like it wasn't okay for things to look homemade even. As we're now, it's like that's cool again, but like right. for your clothes to look homemade or even the food you made, you know, there was just this perfectionism thread running through mm -hmm. and how that, continues to affect like all these other generations and then I feel like you get to our generation where we're just like a like it stops here for a lot yeah. of us but a lot you know for we're all like not all of us but the majority of people in our generation are like feel like we have anxiety and like all these different things going on and it you know for me for a long time it was like why like I have a great life I have a job I love like, have this great family. Like, why am I feeling this way? But then for me to acknowledging, like, well, it's in my DNA, right? Like, this this thread of perfectionism didn't just start with me. Right. Right? It was, like, a thread that's been woven through. And just me being able to be, like, it's not a flaw of mine to feel anxious. It's not a flaw that I, you know, had struggled with perfectionism or trying to show up a certain way or feeling like I had to be controlling. Like, it was part of the shadow I've had to work through. And now I, I'm starting to get into the gift, and it's pretty, it's pretty sweet, actually. So. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me think about all of the emotional hush and shutdown that our generation and the generations mm -hmm. before us, which kind of like started a lot of that thread happened and therefore how challenging vulnerability can be yeah. because it was not made safe to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, that was not what you do. <laughs> you would right. be shunned and shut out of like what is safe. Mm -hmm. So it's not... It's not just us or this generation. And so I love how you brought all of that up. Um, yeah, and why a lot of us, I think, are in 
therapy because that is a safe place to be vulnerable. But how wonderful therapists are with all their education and schooling, but how beautiful for us to be able to, like, say, like, the trickle-down therapy is then be able to take that and express it in our friend groups and show up to them open and vulnerable and safe for them. So you don't – because right now I feel like we're in a world where you have to, like, pay for support right? You pay for body work, you pay for therapy, you pay for all these things that used to be like a communal tribal thing happening. But now you pay for your doula, you pay for your postpartum support. You know, like everything yeah. that used to just be part of being in community. Culture. Yeah. yeah, like right. Which, you know, I, I, and I feel like, yeah, that's good to pay people for the gifts. But it's just an interesting, I think about that a lot. Like it's, it's an yeah, interesting same. thing. <laughs> You know, like now, if you want that support, if you want that help, you got to pay. Where Especially it's weird when it's like, um, when it is things like therapy or body work or things that, you know, normally maybe like your friend or mom or husband or spouse could give you those things. But why there's that disconnect? And even as a therapist, when it's like, oh, it's hard to work on my family as a massage therapist or a myofascial therapist. Like, that's interesting and sad to me. And it's yeah, true. and I don't, I don't usually feel but, that way personally. Mm-hmm. It's been a, I'm, I'm, I'm always the weirdo in that way. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I love working on my family, and I love being that person. Um, but I understand wanting like another person who's like objective and outside of it. Yeah, as like a thing, too. Um, and I feel like we. <laughs> We have, like, 40,000 other things because this is, like, making my mind spin because, <laughs> like, we've definitely talked about this before, too, because then it's, like, how, it, it's going to go into the whole money realm because of then how do all of the people where we are service people, mm-hmm. how are we supposed to make money if we're living in that type of a culture where money's how we pay our bills and do all of this stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah, and it so is like the exchange right now, right? Which is fine. And so it's <laughs> interesting. It's just interesting it to me. <laughs> it is, but the community piece of it, because it makes me then think of like our groups and our circles, and like holding the space for people and people being able to be vulnerable and us be able to like traverse all of this, and yet, depending on the day and what's happening in that circle, it could be a donation-based thing it could be a free thing it could be a you're gonna pay thing you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and it just kind of depends on the circle of the day the whatever it is you know um yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) all right I don't (laughs) often get crystal speechless she's usually just like ready to respond so this is I'm trying to like see how we can like loop this back all together. <laughs> um, vulnerability. Here it is. Here I am. Um, okay. So as service practitioners, <laughs> here's here's the loop. Here's the connection thread. We get to be holding that space for other people. We get to be experiencing people in their vulnerability and allowing themselves to be that way so I I don't know if we still even want to go into that right now but we talked about a little bit like what is helpful for us as practitioners and being able to hold that space for another person um 
Yeah, I mean, I always think, you know, my main teacher, John Barnes, he, you know, he, his main thing he always says, and it's so true, you can only take your patient or client as far as you've gone yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Because you oh, yeah. don't have the, the bandwidth to hold it. You know, like when I th- I'm like, hold the energy of the situation unless you've already been there and you know it's safe, right? Like you know it's safe to go there, so you know you can hold the space for them to go there. Their whatever comes up out of them isn't going to freak you out because you've been there mm-hmm. and you know it's safe. It's right. kind of how I feel about it. Like whatever comes up, it does, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. Like I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with what doesn't. And that's, that's what I think is the, the thing too is like as a practitioner, it's easy. Like when you're kind of like when you're new to it, you're just like, whoa, everything's cool. And you're like actually kind of really good because you just don't even know what's going on. <laughs> and then you get like in the middle where you, I mean, at least this was my journey where you get a little still controlling because there's still this um, agenda. Like you want them to get there. Yeah, you want them better. You want them better. Results. Yeah, and <laughs> now I'm I'm in a place where, like, I can be okay with them not getting there. Mm-hmm. Because I know the world and the realm I'm working in is unlocking something in them. And they might continue to work with me. They might feel called that, you know what, I really need to have this surgery done. They might feel called to go down a different path. But all of it stemming from them getting more in touch with themselves. And it's like what you always say, we're sovereign. And so yep. I don't care anymore. Like, I care for them, but I am just like, yes. Like, let's work and unlock. And then some people, it continues, and they continue to grow under my greenhouse of support. Or some of them go on in other directions. And, like, I'm just okay with it. You know? Yeah, like I they, love that. Yeah, like they don't, they don't need me, but I'm there. Does that make sense, kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I felt two very strong things while you were talking, which was, so for me, the my lens for that is I don't want to teach or facilitate or things like that with things that I'm not embodied in myself. Yeah. And so, and it's because of that. And if I am touching upon something that I'm not embodied in yet I'll say that I'll say this is I've just tasted this you know so that the people know Mm -hmm. here's where I'm at with this Mm -hmm. so you might even go farther than me Mm -hmm. with this particular tidbit you know as we keep going and then that non-judgment piece Mm -hmm. so like knowing my own journey as a practitioner and like reaching that place of just non-judgment where it's just everything is and everything is okay. So it creates that space for the vulnerability to even be present in the other person and how much that creates that safe container because Mm -hmm. it's all welcome. Yeah. Like, and it, (laughs) it, it takes a lot to shock me. I have had, you know, people say things to me like, I know you don't think anything's weird, but, (laughs) or I know you say you can't get shocked, but, (laughs) you know, and every single thing it's, yep, Mm -hmm. yep, cool, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. because, yeah, I mean, I, 
I would have to get really imaginative to think about something that could possibly push that edge, you know, for me to even be too terribly surprised, shocked. Right. And I, I think that you know? just comes with just being open too. like, it might be something I'd never heard of or just not most right. but I'm just like, like you, I'm like, cool. Okay. Yeah, if it's, it's something just... I haven't heard of, then, I mean, I can look into it, so it might be new, right. but it's not... Yeah, it's just a really deep sense of just, like, non-judgment. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. And then that sovereignty and just appreciating, like, the beauty and the radiance of people as they're in that place. Yeah, that is you know? really magical to see. Uh, yeah, when people are, are in that place, it's so beautiful it's so that's when I just get like I can't believe I get to like hold this space it's so like sacred without making it sound like all cliche and like woo woo it is just a really sacred place to be with people and to be able to hold that it's I feel really really lucky that I get to to do that it's just um it's almost like I just picture like that deep sense of like bowing down in gratitude Mm -hmm. for just like all of everything that is like it's you're just seeing I don't even know I mean magic sounds like also like kind of a cliche word but you know you're just seeing that in such a way it I don't know it's just so beautiful it is it's reverence and yes yeah just it is I love it I do too Mm. All right, well, <laughs> this is everybody's invitation to step into your own vulnerability, to maybe push your edge of where it feels comfortable, but don't go over it. <laughs> and In a safe way. And knowing that you're not alone and there are people out there that can really hold that container for you. And if your friend group isn't supportive enough that there are like other groups in the world that can maintain that and then also tuning into yourself and inviting that in inviting some friends into your world who can be and match you in your ability to mm-hmm. be vulnerable and hold that space in a mutually <laughs> consenting awesome relationship type of situation whatever it looks like um And if you love this, if it touched you in any way, share it and spread the word and we'll connect next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like more support, hop on the Pleasure Fairy app or find Katie at wellnesswithkatie.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Enlivening Musings if you want to share some takeaways or other requests for future shows. Enjoy.